We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans, the game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. Have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year, and we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final from Cincinnati. The game, the series, and the road trip, and the results are very good on all three fronts. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. There's Evan Heffelfinger, Tim Allen, right here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. A 6-3 final today to wrap up the game, the series, And as I said, the road trip, let's start with the road trip. The road trip into D.C., into New York, into Cincinnati, ends with a winning mark at 5-4. and They, uh, in terms of uh, a little run that they're on, they've, with this victory, have just won five of their last seven games, including four of their last five. And, of course, the three-game sweep over the Cincinnati Reds. And and before you say, well, it's the Reds, let's not jump to any major conclusions. As we've been talking about, since you uh, laid an egg for thir- a 13-game span and, and you only won two of those games, since then, the opponent didn't matter. It, did, it didn't matter if you were playing the Pirates for four, the Reds for three, and then the Pirates again for three. It wouldn't have mattered if you would have played the Dodgers, Mets, and Cardinals. In, in a stretch of games. It, that you, was ir- irrelevant because you needed the victories to right the ship, and you did. And, well, you're doing it right now. You're 5-2 and two in your last seven games. That is a critical point here that you, know, you need to consider because you couldn't go ahead and rattle off losing 11 of 13 again. Your season was in jeopardy at that point. It really was. So you're saving that right now. In a manner of speaking, you kind of are. 
They always said you can't win the World Series or make the postseason May and June, but you can lose out on a postseason bid. You can lose out on a really guys on a on a front office confidence point of view. Even if you were to just you know maybe not lose eleven of your next thirteen after doing doing that eleven of thirteen, maybe you go two and nine in your next 11 and then that confidence is lost and by the by the time you know mid-july comes and there's a lot of negotiation uh between these uh mlb teams maybe the front office just takes a little different viewpoint of that and the case in point would be uh doug melvin when he was the gm down in texas many many years ago when he was like two and a half games out and he just waved the white flag and just said, no, I don't believe this team has what it, what it, uh, what it needs to make the postseason. And he did a sell-off at that time. And I won't say that David Stearns would have been at that point here, but I'm just saying you will lose some confidence from the front, front office perspective if you're just floundering here. Well, they're starting to recover now. It's a very critical time, guys. I... I you know, again, uh, Evan, I don't know if you were on the show when we asked uh, the other night, you know, am I, am, am I looking at these games as a little bit too important? I, were you on that show? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah, that show. And we point back to that show, and, and, and for the same reasons, I'm going to say we're right in that s- similar situation here. Here I wanted to go 500 in the next 15, 18, 20 games after losing 11 of 13. Through seven of those 15, 18, 20 games, they're three games over 500. So they're on their path to putting it back on the rails here. They really are. And, and again, um, as, I, as I started out, it, it doesn't matter who the opponents are. Uh, 414-799-1250. Thank you for the uh, use of the broom. I know, Evan, you and I both appreciate the ex-wife letting us borrow her broom. She did all her errand. Yeah, flying, where do I send I the thank you card for that? Yes, yes. She did all her errand flying around uh, yesterday and said she wouldn't be using, didn't need it for transportation. So uh, the Brewers used it and swept the Cincinnati Reds, and that is only a good thing. Don't underestimate. Well, and again, they say it's, it's really very difficult to sweep a team. And, you know, they're right, but... This is what they should have done. And I know a lot of you guys that listen to this show that have called in just said on Friday night they need to sweep this team. Just straight up, they need to sweep this team. And I said, well, talk to me in the middle of game two. And I agreed with you right in the middle of game two when they had a lead. I think it was four zip or whatever it was yesterday. You had to sweep this team. Put the hammer down and, and get going. The only blemish today, and it's not really a blemish, would have been nice to have a bigger separation of run differential here so you didn't have to use Milner, Box, and Williams. It got to be a mid to late game, and, and Trevor Kelly, you, you got to hand it to him. He stepped up again. That's two consecutive appearances for him, uh, pitching pretty well. But once they got through him, I was like, okay, now let's get some more runs on the board because you got Josh Hader coming back. Well, everyone thinks he's coming back. I, I would assume no different. Uh, for tomorrow's game, one of a four-game set against the Cardinals. And so you do have uh, Hader coming back, but it would have been nice to have a fresh Milner, Box, Williams to link up with Hader. However, there might be a silver lining to that as well. 
as uh, Brad Boxberger in a scoreless frame. I wonder if that was going through their mind. I don't know. Kind of, it might get you in trouble thinking too far ahead when you're in a ball game. But uh, Boxberger in a scoreless uh, one, two, three, eighth through just 10 pitches. And then uh, Devin Williams in a one, two, three, ninth inning. What did he throw? 10 pitches or nine pitches? Nine, I believe. Nine pitches. So they're ready to go. Milner just the third of an inning today. They are ready to go. So let's check the scoreboard. Did St. Louis end up losing? They were down big late. Uh, looks like, let me double check. I think they did lose. They I officially think that, lost. They made a late yeah. comeback in the ninth, but they lost 6-4. to four. Okay, so 6-4, Cardinals lose. That means a four-game set starts at American Family Field tomorrow. 7-10 first pitch. They are tied for first in the National League Central. Just like that. Wasn't it just a few days ago that people were like, uh-oh, blink of an eye, they're going to be four or five or six games out. I think there were two and a half. Yeah, I believe that's as far mark. as it went. Yeah. So two and a half, and now you're, you just grabbed them right back. See what, what steadying the ship does for you? You can't lose games at a clip of eight in a row in 11 of 13 and expect not to lose ground here, which they did. I think they went from three or four games up to two, two and a half back. And now they, they bounce right back off the mat, winning five of their last seven, four of their last five, and go on a five and four road trip just like that. And it doesn't seem like it, but it is as they're getting healthy. Another bit of good news. Woody last night. Just outstanding in his first of two rehab um, starts. Uh, he's going to have another one prior to getting back into, into the rotation. But uh, Brewer's starting to bounce back a little bit, and that's always a good sign. So they've got four games. They're going to play all every day next week, starting tomorrow, Monday through Sunday. Four against the St. Louis Cardinals, three against the Toronto Blue Jays. How do you think they'll do? What do you want them to do? We all know what we want them to do. How do you think it'll end up? What's realistic? There's your word that everybody loves. Well, you're not realistic about it. Okay. I can tell you what I want to do and what, what I think they can do. And that's going five and two. You're at home. Rattle off five of your next seven again. Again, take... I know it's it's a little difficult because the, the caliber of the competition is raised. It certainly is. It's raised up from the Nationals and the Reds. Exchange those two teams for the Cardinals and the Blue Jays. Some birds come flying into American Family Field. But, but again, I'll go back to my sentiment into... New York against the Mets. You play the superior team. You, you play that role. Don't accept the inferiority thing by saying, oh, that's really stiff competition. I mean, if they do three and four, four and three, I think I'll be all right with that. I don't like that. Evan, do you like that? I know there's some realistic and there's some numbers and there's some names on the jerseys and there's Goldschmidt and Arenado and these guys. But I want five and two. That's what I want. In the next seven games for the Brewers, all of these games are in Milwaukee. Start, start throwing your weight around a little bit. 
I think my thinking is I would be okay with four and three. I feel like that is the the low point of what I would want them to do. But I agree with you. I think they should go five and two. I think they should take three of four from the Cardinals and two of three from the the Blue Jays because they're good. Their offense is starting to come around. The pitching is starting to get a little bit healthier. They have no excuse not to beat these teams. They have to if they want to win a World Series. These Yes, this is the stretch right here, right on. This is the stretch right here where you can kind of turn things all the way around. They're starting to turn things around here, that's for sure. But you can turn it all the way around in a span of seven days, Monday, tomorrow, through Sunday. 414-799-1250. They've played the Cardinals eight times already. A couple of four-game sets. And they're 2-2 two and two in Milwaukee. They're 2-2 two and two in St. Louis. They're tied for first in the National League Central. Doesn't get much more even than that. So this, this whole thing that Goliath is romping into Milwaukee to face uh, the Brewers who are struggling, I just I don't buy it. I, I don't. I'm not going to buy that. I don't like that sentiment at all. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's start things off. Um, Brewer Mike, 414-799-1250. We talk to Mike every Sunday as he is on his way to call a co-ed softball game. What's going on, Mike? That is correct. Uh, for, first of all, happy Father's Day to you, sir. Thanks, man. Um, be, before I talk about uh, the, the series, um, I, I, I like to get something off my chest. I, I am very, very, very upset about the Lorenzo Cain um, departure. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get it. Um, I know Lorenzo Cain was, you know, PC saying that, you know, we came to a mutual agreement. Um, It's kind of like if your boss comes up to you today, Tim, and says, okay, Tim, after your show, and you still got, you know, money coming for the rest of the year, after your show, Tim, you're, you're done. Um, it, it, it's BS. Okay. We had, we had stiffs like Supon. We had stiffs like Leonard. We had, and I, and I love Ricky Weeks, but Ricky Weeks was a stiff and we, we stuck it out with them. The guy's not playing every day. Okay. You, you can't expect him to be hitting 250 or 260 when he's playing twice a week. Your thoughts on that? Well, I'll let you anything else, and then I'll finish. I'll, I'll answer the okay, Lorenzo Cain thing. Sorry, yeah, and, and as far as the, the, the road trip and the, the uh, coming trip, I, I see the Brewers going 6-1. and one. Um, <laughs> Okay, I, I like it. I, I, I see, guys, I see them sweeping the, the Cardinals, okay? Because the Cardinals, yeah, they're, they're, they're up and down. You know, they're, they're old. Uh, I, I hope we face uh, Wainwright. And I hope we get Molina right in the right in the uh, yeah. You know, Molina, I think, was added to the IL. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Yeah, yeah, he went well, to the IL. All right. Well, I guess we can't hit him. Okay. But anyway, I hope we uh, get warning right for about 12 runs. You know, before uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Morris Day takes him out. I, I don't even know who their manager is. Marmel like Oliver Marmel. Yeah, he looks like Morris Day to me. But anyway. Um, it, those are my my thoughts, guys, and uh, everybody ha- ha- have a happy Father's Day, and let's play ball. All right, take take it easy, Mike. All right, on the Lorenzo Cain thing, 
Uh, this clearly was uh, waiting for the 10-year service time, just in case he didn't play baseball again. That, to me, is a classy move by this organization. It is, number one. Number two, if you listen to yesterday's show, you know where I'm at with this. I think it was a little too early. He's not the only guy that's been struggling to some gaudy bad numbers. He's not and hasn't been all season long. There's been other way underachieving baseball players on this team. There was still enough time. Did you really? And, and again, you have to think of the replacement also. Jonathan Davis, is that going to make a, that big of a difference for you versus Lorenzo Cain? Was that going to make that big of a deal difference if you waited two more weeks? But just, I understand it, totally get it. Uh, So, but the classy move of waiting till the 10-year service time, 10-year service time, just guys, for those that don't know, it's pretty important. Pretty important for baseball players. Now, let's consider this first. A 10-year veteran has made a pretty good chunk of money in his life, wouldn't you say? I think we could all agree. You got 10 years of service time. That's service time. That's not just your professional baseball career. That's 10 years of big league service time. You, you've you made a pretty good, uh, pretty good amount of money. Would you agree with that, Evan? Yeah, even if you're like a middling relief pitcher who makes above league minimum, you're still probably taking home before taxes, like, Ten million dollars in that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would think, I would think, seven to ten million for sure. You get into arbitration probably within that process at some point. You get a bump and all, all that. So let's let's first remember that. However, it is pretty cool that they waited, and here's why: ten years of service time. Uh, will if you retire now? If he retires right now, he doesn't play baseball. His yearly pension. Uh, I believe the latest numbers are right around $70,000 a year. That's what you get as an MLB pension if you're 10-year service time. Once you hit 62 years old, your your yearly pension from Major League Baseball is $230,000 per year. <laughs> okay? Now, again... The reason I brought up 10 years of service time, you probably made a pretty good chunk of money anyway. So are you going to depend on $230,000 a year at that point? Or right now, once you retire, 60, uh, 60, I think it's 69 or 68000 per year. Are you going to need that money now? Probably not. But nonetheless, it is sort of a benchmark kind of figure, uh, that 10 years. That's sort of another... Another award almost that that players and veteran players strive for. So to wait on that, I I thought was pretty cool because, you know, you cut him two or three games before 10 years of service time. What would that have looked like? Oh, you would not be getting free agents signing anywhere near Milwaukee. Players are a band of brothers, man. That would have been a stain on the Brewers organization. So I, I thought that was that was an important move, an important uh, key figure to point out. Well, to That's me, all. Tim, this screams he's retiring. And, and we've seen retirements in the middle of the season before. I think most notably Alex Rodriguez a few years ago for the Yankees, mm-hmm. just up and quit mid middle of the season. We know that Lorenzo is a huge family guy. Uh, he has, I don't want to say threatened to retire, but he's been talking about it for a couple of years, almost didn't come back after 2020. 
and he just he wasn't performing. He knows that this team is really good and he wants to be here, but he's not helping the team like he said the way that he wants to. So it seems like it's a mutual retirement kind of thing. I think that they DFA'd him so that they can pay him the rest of the year, which is another classy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they waited until 10 years, which is classy. I think that's what it is. Also, if you're wondering why they cut him, uh, against left-handers this year, which you would hope he would be better against lefties, 3 for 44 uh, for a .068 batting average. That's almost Craig Council bad. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? that's not going to get you a World Series. So I think the defense and camaraderie would be great. This won't be the last time we'll see him with the Brewers. You you can guarantee he'll be back maybe even throwing out a first pitch of a, a postseason game this year. He'll be back in that dugout at some point or another. It just might not be as a player. Interesting to point out that when the Brewers win the World Series, he will be eligible for a ring. Right. He will get a ring. So that's I, I like that. And so that way, at the five-year anniversary of the Brewers' 22 championship season, he'll be back in Milwaukee at the 10-year anniversary. He's going to come on back. There's, there's our, remember Lorenzo Cain? Oh, that's right. He was on that team early in that season. See, so all that, all that is, uh, is good stuff. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, this upcoming homestand here, it's your chance. It's your chance to sort of get ahead of this a little bit. And I know Bart will probably throw this out there, the big show tomorrow, or the afternoon show as well. And they may throw this out there, and, and, and that's okay, and that's cool. But and they'll be talking some Brewers baseball tomorrow. But your chance to kind of get ahead of this thing while it's fresh in your mind, it's not two or three games in by the time you make your prediction, but four games against the St. Louis Cardinals, three games against the Toronto Blue Jays, all at home here in Milwaukee. What do you think they're going to do in those seven games? They just come out of a seven-game run going five and two. They've won four of their last five, and they come off the road trip nine games at five and four. Just some some, uh, information for you to go on. Uh, let's go to Brett. Brett, you're next here on The Fan. Hey, Tim. Um, I, I want to comment on the, this upcoming homestand and, and where the Brewers are at right now. But real quick on Lorenzo, you know, I, I, I wasn't able to listen to the show yesterday, but I, just from what I just heard you say, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, I, I, if, if they would have made this decision a little bit later in the season because, say, you trade for someone and you got a more impactful player, Right. Um, I would have liked to see that. To do it for Jonathan Davis, I don't love it. But at the same time, um, I'm, it's nice as a Brewer fan. You know, they're, they're going for it. They want to win. And that's a tough decision to make. Um, they made it. And I just want to say, you know, Lorenzo Cain, it's a sad day for Brewers fans to see him go. I mean, um, Craig Council, Ryan Braun, Christian Yelich, and Lorenzo Cain, I think those four people are the most impactful for changing In the this playoff of run. Yeah, in this and, playoff run, yes, because and, if you look at started in 2018, and th- those that you just mentioned, I would agree with you. All four of those are the reasons why this team is headed to the postseason for five straight years. Yep, and you know that I know David Stearns mentioned it, but that hit in Game 163 that he had—I mean, that that changed the division. You know, that was the hit. That game was took the Cubs down, and that ended their reign. And ever since then. Um, it, it's kind of been the Brewers division. I mean, the yeah. Cardinals are obviously there too, but um, Lorenzo Cain, just a, a great five-year run with the Brewers. And like you just said, what a what a better way to 
um, get him one more ring, and maybe he's back in October during the parade or something, which would be super cool. But as far as the Brewers, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have callers calling in and saying, well, that's the Reds, you know. It, I don't look at it that way. This was a huge sweep. Yet they have some momentum going, and just an absolutely massive series against the Cardinals. I mean, you, you're, you're back tied for first again, and now you have the Cardinals, which I think right now I think the Cardinals probably are a better team without Freddie Peralta, without Brandon Woodruff, but um, I still think we're going to win this division. I still think by the end of the year the Brewers are going to, are going to be the better team overall. So just a, a huge series. I'm excited for it. And it, as far as what I'm expecting, I, I mean, this is going to be tough. Oh, no. The, there we go. The Blue, the Blue Jays are a hell of a team. So I think if you go 4-3, and three, that's a decent week. Um, anything over that is a major win and would mm-hmm. really put us right back on the right path. Brett, always a pleasure talking with you, man. Uh, I look forward to it the rest of the uh, 22 championship season. This is it. Let's go, baby. Let's go. 7-10 tomorrow. This is what you want. This is exactly, this is, I mean, this is cool. You get a matchup like this, mid-June, tied. Your season series through eight games is tied at four, uh, four and four. I mean, this is uh, this is this is fun. Are they, are they going to win every game? I mean, I, you know, stranger things have happened. Let's go. Uh, something to watch, though. Watch early in the game. Tomorrow, early. First few batters on both sides. Whatever happens, just first few batters. Look at look at. When, when you watch these games, uh, certainly early on in, in tomorrow's game, look at their faces. Let's, let's see if you can read how intense they believe this series is. And people talk about body language a lot. And they say, well, you, you can't tell with baseball players. Well, maybe not with the body, but look at the face. Look at the eyes. Look at the attention. Look at, look at that form of energy. You're going to be able to tell. Maybe they both chill. Maybe they both side. Maybe both sides of these the diamond. They're going to sit back and say, "Well, it's, it's June. It's June twentieth. Come on." I don't think so. I really don't think so. Both these teams know that these are important games. I would be shocked if there's jovial laughing to each other. Hey, brother, what's going on? And laughing at first base, maybe on a particular play. But I just watch way early. The intensity. And who's ever in charge of the PA system at American Family Field, make it a madhouse in there. Please. I implore. This is one of those series. Uh, Marshall, you're next here on The Fan. You guys behind him, we'll, we'll get to you this segment. So what's going on, Marshall? Well, good e- good afternoon, Tim, as always. And uh, I didn't see a lot of the game today, but enough of it to know that uh, it's great to be a sweep. I told you we would get at least two out of three. Uh, but it's great to sweep, great to get this momentum coming home. Um, I'm, I'm in the 4-3, and 5-2 and two camp. I think the key is the Cardinals series. I really think we'll get two out of three from Toronto. Um, they're good, but I think at home I like our chances. I like the fact that Woodruff's coming back. But it's tough call, 2-2, two 3-1. and, two, three and one. We have a chance, um, but the history of this 
rivalry recent history suggests two and two. But boy, three and four, three out of four would be wonderful. Oh and man, I'm that'd just, be huge. I'm just looking forward to it. But I still like your previous callers. I'm convinced we're going to win the division, but I told anyone that would listen the beginning of the year, including not just you guys, but friends of mine and everything, I said, look, this is going to be a dogfight. All these national experts that thought the Brewers were just going to go run away and hide. I mean, come on. The Cardinals are the Cardinals, folks, whether we like it or not. We've said that they're like the Green Bay Packers of baseball, and our Packers always seem to, since especially Brett, uh, Mr. Holmgren and Mr. White arrived in the scene in the early 90s. The Packers just find ways to win, and that, that's why our rivals can't stand us. Well, it's the same with the Cardinals, you know, but I do believe at the end of the day our pitching staff, the moves we'll make will be the difference. And just lastly, guys, I want to give a big thank you out to Lorenzo Kane. Thank you for your time here. It was very sad to see that yesterday, guys, but when you have a guy hitting a center fielder, hitting barely above my weight, trust me, I'm a thin guy, folks, even at my age, <laughs> uh, you, you've got some problems. And, and I just, my, the way I look at it is it's sad, it's tough. He knows it's a business. He knows you have to produce. It's capitalism at its best, guys. And, you know, he had a great time here, but he knows, and I think everybody knew this just had to be done, very sadly, I I, I was saddened by it, like a lot of folks are, and I've been cut from teams, guys, in my high school and little league years. Made a, made one or two of them, but got cut in most of them, guys. It's a tough decision, and I remember my coaches telling me how difficult it is. The most difficult thing they have to do, whether it's high school, whether it's juniors in tennis, whether it's college, whether it's ultimately pro, the toughest thing they have to do is to say to somebody, "We can't use you. We can't use you." Mm-hmm. And it's just a reality that these guys have to face. And, you know, but thank him for his great career. He's going to be fine, guys. He'll land on his feet maybe a time. And like you guys just said, I hope we see him in the dugout or in the or in the booth. He's a class act. He's a wonderful guy. And, by the way, guys, to you that are fathers, including you, Tim, happy Father's Day. And uh, let's just go out and have a great week this week. There you go, Marshall. Thanks. Thanks for the call. It, it, it's just funny, and it's a perspective you have to use to process the change in Lorenzo Cain. Because on one hand, you're going to say, well, why, why does he get the axe when he's hitting 179? But guys like Keston Hira, guys like Tyrone Taylor, who have struggled you know, throughout the season, up and down, a roller coaster. And and it's this early, and the replacement is you know JD's the replacement, Jonathan Davis. I I don't know. I, I just just a little bit too uh, early in, in my book. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, yeah, we'll get to some Father's Day uh, comments in in just a little while. How instrumental uh, your your dad was in in your love affair with baseball. Because truly, if you listen to this show, you love baseball but you also love the brewers obviously and it might be the other way around you love the brewers more than you love baseball which might be my case in fact i think it is my case i've been accused of that a lot and i'm like i don't know about that i just love the game of baseball and let's wrap it all into one i might love the brewers more than baseball itself does that make sense 
Yeah, like if the Brewers aren't playing, you're not going to be inclined to go and watch another game. Yeah, I, and I do, I, I do like watching playoff baseball, and I've grown to watch a lot of playoff baseball. Just, but it takes a while for for me to heal up. I will miss a few games of the playoffs once the Brewers get eliminated over the years. Well, let's let's just keep our keep our uh, interest involved here and don't get eliminated. <laughs> that way we get the love affair with the Brewers and baseball all the way to the World Series and a uh, title. All right, where do you want to go here, Evan? Let's go to Bob on the south side. Bob, what do you say? You're on the fan. Oh, hey, Jim, it's a, a great day. Uh, I heard on the broadcast, I think it was the television, I've been running in and out of the house and making trips and getting some work done, so I don't remember if it was the TV or the radio. But they said that if the Brewers win today, they got the same record after 68 games as they did last year. We can easily check that out, but I have no reason to disbelieve that. And then two two other things, uh, uh, both kind of related to King. Number one, one of the things that people didn't mention, and I think it's so important and something I'm always going to remember him for, is a couple of years ago when uh, uh, national media decided to embarrass Josh Hader at the All-Star game by bringing up some tweets he made when he was a, a teenage kid. Good point. And, and uh, the first person on the Brewers that spoke up and said, that's, that's not him. That's, this, is not, this is not who Josh Hader is, uh, was Lorenzo King. And that whole campaign to uh, 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 embarrass uh, Hader died right there because mm-hmm. nobody uh, with, the, with the sincerity and the gravitas that, that King had in making his defense, it, the whole controversy died. That is a great point. point. I, that's a great point, Bob. And I, you know, in in talking about Lorenzo Cain and you know paying our our uh, uh, respects, if you will. Um, but uh, you know, I didn't even think of that yesterday. But that is oh so true. That might be toward the top of the list to go over. And I'll let you finish here. But as you yeah. said, the first one to defend him and go talk to him and say that that's not him. That's I mean, that's a sixteen year old kid, and that's not who Josh. That is an a re- and he was vocal about it through the media. This this wasn't something that the media had to pull out of everybody. It came right from Lorenzo Cain when asked. That was uh, yeah. that was a point that I I didn't consider yesterday. And and it, well, and the thing is, because it's just there's so much that he's done, you overlook that. But my my last question, well, this is a question. The other one. Uh, uh, hopefully, you like this question as much as you like the last point. If if I'm Coming up with the Brewers, and I walk in the clubhouse today, they've called me up from AAA, and I'm going to be on the team. Who am I looking at as the leader in that clubhouse? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no. not wrong anymore. Uh, for a while, it was, it was developing in the Lucroy before he and Braun kind of had that falling out. And, it, you know, Kane isn't there. But who, who's the guy that, that is the man that everybody is going to look to that uh, walking in the door, they're going to say, hey, look, this is the guy that you want to watch. Uh, because I don't, I, I think Yelich in many ways is a leader, but I don't think he's got that team leader personality. And I don't think that that's something 
and I don't take that away from who I think. Some people have it and some people don't. Not everybody is a Reggie White or Brett Favre in a locker room. Uh, but I think that when you're looking at building team chemistry and something uh, like that, you know, you can look at you know, St. Louis and say, yeah, Molina, uh, Carpenter, you got uh, a bunch of guys. Uh, and when you think of teams, you think of this is the player who really typifies who they are. And I don't know who that is on the Brewers mm, right now. That is really uh, okay, uh, Bob. Uh, I I appreciate both points, and I will answer off the air. But I expect to hear from you throughout the summer. All right, Bob. All right, bye. You take right. care, my friend. Yeah, very good. I I love it. If there, we'll get to his point. If there are angles on a Brewers topic, subject, what organizational, as it were, tickets, um, whatever. If there's an angle that that bypasses me or us here on this show, don't be afraid to point it out. And that's something that just simply did not cross my mind yesterday, Evan. I tried to catch every angle of it. That is a fascinating question. Absolutely it is. And it takes Bob to, to bring it out of us. It, it really is. Um, so now on uh, the record, 68 games, Evan. 68 games in 2021. What do that, we got compared to 22? That was correct. Uh, but in a weird way, last year they were 38 and 27 and then got swept at home by the exact same Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> so they were 38 and 30, but it's because they dropped three in a row at home to these Reds. And now they're 38 and 30 because they take three of three <laughs> because they against swept the Reds. the Reds on the road that's crazy I love good baseball karma. I yes. love baseball o- only in baseball to get that finally the leader in the clubhouse I think if, if you were to poll everybody uh, whether it's uh, on the record or off the record I think they would point out to Willie Adamas that's what I was gonna say too I as, think so as the leader and even and though he's he's younger young. he's 26 ish but I mean he is kind of the outspoken guy in that locker room and we love Yelich but he's he's kind of a reserved guy and yep. it's not to say that he's not a good leader because you can also lead by example but just pure personality and also talent I think it's Willie in every business uh, there are leaders and followers in every walks of life there's there's leaders and followers and one shouldn't judge as as one is any less uh, of uh, compared to the other One's not better than the other. It's just who you are in DNA. And I know a lot of people I've worked with over the years, they don't like that sentiment. They really don't. But in our industry, there's leaders and followers. In the baseball industry, there's leaders and followers. It's just the way it is. And I agree with you, Bob. Yelich just does it's not in his DNA to be that way. It doesn't appear from everything we've heard him say and do. It doesn't appear he's a leader, does it? He'll do it by example. Go out and win a batting title, win an MVP, hit a walk-off home yeah, run. Be the That's first the one there and the last one to leave, always Absolutely. in the in the uh, cage getting extra work. But Lorenzo Cain seemed to me to be a guy you could talk to. And as I just real quick, uh, as I said yesterday, the cool factor, he's the coolest, and, and it's hard to explain this to everybody, he's the coolest baseball player I think I've ever met. Just, just so... I mean, if you want to meet a, just a, 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 a dude that makes you feel comfortable, you don't even have to try to feel comfortable around him. It's just, he doesn't, it's just, I don't know what it is. Exudes. He loves life. 
and he makes it obvious that he loves life and he wants you to love life as well. Yeah, and this dude loves his opening song here. He gets his walk-up music here. He, re- he really does. He, he's yeah. always smiling. He's loving Aye. life. Yeah. He's a big Brewer fan. Aye. Yeah. Boys. I, I don't know why I laugh. It is a, such an. Uh, I think I like this song more every time I hear it, Court. You know that? <laughs> Happy Father's Day, baby boy. Thanks, man. Oh, man. Okay. The one thing that I'll never forget about him is that smile, baby. That smile. Kind of reminds me of Cameron. You know, after game, after every game that we won, we untucked yeah. our shirt because he said that's what his dad did when he was done with work. Yeah, yeah. Untuck his shirt when he got home. First thing he did, and Kane, whenever he made like a diving catch or anything, just the shaking of the hand and the smiling, and you know, he brought that back to the clubhouse, and people vibed off that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Never been ambassador of good vibes only. It's low Kane. It is. And I hope they bring him back for the playoffs for his wisdom, his hard work, and just his defense in general. Now, I got a question for you, Tim. What are those road home splits this year? Because we all know the formula. Okay. Uh, Let's check it out. Road and home splits. I know they've been on the road a ton. I believe they're two under maybe on the road. Does that seem accurate uh, Evan, I believe it's right around 500, maybe one or two games under on the road. They played a ton of, of road yeah, games. The here. Brewers, uh, after today's game, they're 15 and 12 at home, 23 and 18 on the road. So they are playing almost double the games Over. on the road. On the road, yeah. What were they last year? At this point, were their road home splits last year through the sixty through the six, same sixty eight games? Yeah, let's let's check yes. that out. Wait a minute! How do you think they'll do this week? Seven games, four against St. Louis, and three against Toronto. We back at home, man. Our division is just fun. It's just fun. You know, it, the Cubs ain't in it, the Pirates ain't in it, but with the Brewers and the uh, Cardinals battling back and forth, hey, it's just fun. It's funner than almost any other division in Major League Baseball, I think. Yeah. I think we're going to come out of this thing shining, you know. Uh, they just got the broom out, got a little sweep on, all the pops going to be feeling good. Uh, they might be disappointed about Locaine, but I think they're going to finish the rest of the season out. $5.64 beers tomorrow night uh, until the fifth inning. And in Milwaukee, I bet, man, they better call in a whole other brewery for these things. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, as opposed don't to, I don't, I don't even know how much a beer is there these these days. What, eleven fifty or something like that? Twelve fifty. Drink beer, so, so you know, <laughs> more power to them. <laughs> what those home road splits last year? You got that? Yeah, what do you got, Alex? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to find a, like yeah, a sortable, that's... but last okay. year for the season, they were 45 and 36 at home and 50 and 31 on the road. So, so see, five games road better. Warriors here. They're road warriors. Let's just keep that formula where it needs to be 500 on the road, above 500 at the crib, 
and we good to go. And I don't think Combs is going to make the same mistake that he made last year, resting them boys two weeks before the season to keep everybody healthy. Let's keep the mojo rolling, baby. I'm with you. Court, them boys. All right, take it easy. All the pops out there. Yep, you got it. 799-1250. Love him. (laughs) I just do. That song, I don't know what it is. I'm going to start probably listening to that song a little bit more at home. Just you know, jump in the Just shower. to get yourself psyched yeah. up for ask the, the home speaker. Ask the home speaker to just throw it on. You know, why not? All right. Uh, we will get to Craig Council coming up. If you want to jump in here, how do you think they'll do in the next seven games? Four against St. Louis, three against Toronto. What do you want? Four, four and three? Five and two? Are you holding your own? Will you be all right with three and four? I mean, this is what it's all about. I, I cannot wait for 710 tomorrow. Also, just to, if you want to comment on uh, what your dad did in terms of your love affair with baseball, you can chime in on that, too. Uh, this has been, uh, you know, two and a half years now since I've lost my pop. And, man, I miss that old guy. Um, but he did a lot for me for being in this chair. I will, will tell you that. We'll have more to come. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the Call of the Game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. Five O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at fiveo'clocksteakhouse.com. Welcome back. Brewers get a victory to sweep the Cincinnati Reds 6-3, the final. And Hunter Renfro with uh, all three games, he had a home run, and he's starting to heat up. And uh, Brewers now have won five of their last seven games, and they're getting things back uh, on the rails here, and that's uh, that's a good thing. I, that's the way I look at it. And again, uh, to beat that horse, I uh, I don't look at it as who they beat right now. I just look at it as getting it back on the rails, and that's what they're doing. They won four of five, and they've won, uh, as I said, five of their last seven, coming on the heels of losing eleven of thirteen, and hopefully. We're going to look back on that you know, eight-game losing streak, 11 of 13 losses, as just a little blip on the screen here. Just uh, what was that? Oh, that's right. They did late May and early June. They hit a – yeah, hopefully. And, and the way it looks is they're digging out of that. But uh, really a mountain to climb here uh, heading into this uh, homestand here. Seven games, St. Louis and Toronto. We'll get more of your thoughts on that in just a second here. Call the game with 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. If you want to treat yourself, uh, go to 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Get their home grill kit. I have. Follow the instruction card and all the seasonings they give you with it. It's clear. Hey, if I can do it, I'm telling you. (laughs) 
anyone can follow those instructions. That's for sure. Call of the game uh, in this one. Yeah, we could go with the Renfro homer. That, that really gave him some breathing room. But since the Lorenzo Cain topic just flared back up today, um, how about we go to my favorite moment in Lorenzo Cain's you know, three-plus years here. Um, I, I, just, I just go back to 2018 against the Cubs, and I, and I think that's the year that – you know, obviously, uh, the Cubs started treat or the Brewers started treating the Cubs like their little brother down in Chicago, and and this was a play that was pretty instrumental in it. Uh, I'm just getting a kick out of uh, this highlight. At that time, Fox Sports Wisconsin, and listen to Brian Anderson, Bill Schroeder, how impressed they were. They were uh, as impressed as any fan would be. But check this out: our call of the game. Kane back up the middle. Backhanded Baez, and now Yelich is going to be caught in a rundown. Kane on his way to second. Yelich trying to stay in it as long as he can. And now Yelich is smart. And now Kane is going to be safe at first. What a heads-up play by Lorenzo Kane. Unbelievable. I mean, you talk about thinking that one through. He never touched second base. He allowed Yelich to get back to second. Nobody was at first. And he just scooted back to first base. I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, it how is. many guys are going to think that way? I mean, that is just smart, smart baseball by Lorenzo Kane. My goodness. I have never seen that. That gave me goosebumps. Man, me too. <laughs> and look at it. Hey, check it out. He's saying, go ahead. He sees nobody at first base. Go. And he's able to sneak back to first base. Man. Wow. That is so good. That is. On so many levels to have the situational awareness of Lorenzo Cain. So you know what the Cubs were doing? They were running Yelich back to second, thinking there were going to be two guys at second. Right. They run him back there. Cain realizing nobody at first, and there he is at first base. And Unbelievable. Remember, the player that occupies the base is the one who is safe. So Cain, knowing the whole time, even if he's tagged out, it's no loss at all. And right there, you see no throw. Oh, man. They just run him back. That was Chatwood, the pitcher. And he just goes back to first. Well that, done. That is going to be a highlight you will see for a long, long time. Every college and high school coach in the country should clip that one off. Now, and Anthony Rizzo wasn't there because he was covering home plate. You know, Contreras kind of snuck down the line because it was a mad dash. I mean, all the infielders are getting involved in that rundown. Contreras went to third. Rizzo then came in and covered home plate. Nobody at first. Pretty impressive. Pretty, and that might be an understatement. Wow. Uh, there's your call of the game. The Brewers did win the ball game today to sweep the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we're talking about it here, as always. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Uh, Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, and uh, you guys. Also, if you want to uh, add in, uh, you know, since it's Father's Day, Happy Father's Day to all the dads and. Now, I would have spent a good chunk of the day with my son, but he's in Alaska of all places. Um, Evan, did you uh, get get a chance to spend some time with your pop? Yeah, today we had our kind of immediate family all together. We presented him with some breakfast and a Starbucks coffee, and then opened up some gifts. Had a like a nice late lunch, early or late late breakfast, early lunch, and. Yeah, just kind of hung out as a family for a little bit. 
I uh, did get a gift here from uh, the girlfriend and the dogs, apparently. The dogs, the two dogs, the cat, and the girlfriend. Just a happy Father's Day gift. I've always been wanting one of these things, and I've said it for years. Uh, I think she finally, they finally found one. It's, if you know what a bouncy chair is, I don't know, for a little baby. Okay, yeah. I, I, I got an adult one, like a lawn chair. <laughs> Oh it's, boy! It's got kind of this this rocker bounce to it. It's a it's a you know it's a chill out on the deck chair. But uh, yeah, it's a, a bouncy chair for the old guy here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, Nate, you're next here on the fan. What's going on, Nate? What's going on, Tim? Um, for me personally, I feel like five and two. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were six and one. Um, I just feel like. Um, they they're they're rolling right now. Um, Murfo's hitting the cover off the ball. If they take what they what they did in this series and take that home with them and just play a brand of baseball that I, I thought that they should have been playing this whole time, then I feel like five and two and six and one is not out of the is not out of the realm of well, well, they're scoring runs here in the last seven yeah. games. They're five and two, and and they're five and two, and the run differential is thirty six to twenty two. So they're they're averaging just over five runs a game in this little seven game span here. Yeah, and then the defense is back. Um, I felt like during the losing streak, that was one of the things that was going under the radar is that they were playing terrible defense. Um, guys, um, guys throwing the ball all over the place. And the outfield in this series was was impeccable. I mean, there there were yeah. some great plays in the outfield. Yeah, outfielders, outfielders not getting getting behind the ball and um, getting their getting their momentum towards the bag they were throwing to, and it was just, this terrible defense that's not uh, not you you're not used to the Brewers playing so. I felt like the defense was good this series. Like like I said, guys were hitting the ball and if they take everything that they that they did in this series and put it over to the homestand, they should be able five like I said, five and two and six and one should not is not out of the realm of possibility and um I just wanna say one more thing about Renfro is um they're gonna I hope he's ready to adjust to them not throwing him the ball on the inside of the plate anymore because these these Cincinnati Reds were throwing the ball on the inside of the plate, and he was pulling those hands in, and he was mm-hmm. crushing those balls. So I just I want him to get ahead of that because I I don't think that the Cardinals are going to want to throw him anything on the inside of the plate after what they see for him these last three yeah. games. And 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 he has Nate shown some power the other way at times earlier this year. So I, you're right. I hope he makes that adjustment too. Nate, uh, what did what did your uh, father have anything to do with your love affair with the Brewers or baseball? Uh, my dad's not he's not big into sports like that. Um, he spends most of his time in the garage working on cars and stuff. But he he, <laughs> he does he he did support me. Um, him he did support me in anything that I I I wanted to do as far as sporting wise and stuff like that. So yeah, I, he kind of does. He uh. He just like when he when his job get tickets for games. He comes home and gives me tickets and stuff, you know. So yeah, he he definitely supports what I like to do as far as sports when I was in high school and yeah. stuff. Me too. <laughs> me me too. I, it's a very similar situation. My pop wasn't too much into sports. Nate, thank thanks for the call. Wasn't too much into sports, and I grew up with uh, a brother that was a burnout. 
and uh, and four sisters. So I was on the sports island growing up as a kid. Snot-nosed Timmy riding around on a bicycle. Ball glove, a tennis ball in the spokes. Ball glove hanging off the uh, handlebar and just looking, looking around at parks uh, to play baseball. Earlier today, uh, it's funny, um, I live down in Kenosha right across the uh, – the farmer's field from University of Wisconsin Parkside. And so I, I could throw a base, literally throw a baseball and probably get it pretty close to the, uh, to the, to the ball diamond. It's absolutely empty today. Empty. Crickets. That, that just, it, it, again, you talk about an old guy speak. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. No way that would have happened back in the 70s and 80s. Every one of those parks on a, on a weekend, in the summertime, no school, that would have been filled, pickup games. So just to finish real quick, um, my, yeah, my dad was working a lot, so it was up to my mother to get me to baseball and football practice and basketball games in the wintertime and, and all that. But, yes, same thing, Nate, for me. When he'd get tickets to the game, he would find me, and he would say, hey, he knew I loved the Brewers. You know, 10-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid, mid-70s. He would, uh, he would say, jump on the back of the motorcycle and we'll go up to County Stadium. I'll never forget it. Um, the one game, he'd always sit uh, in the lower grandstand, the green seats. And he this is during BP. This is pregame. I'd always want to get there early. And I, and I finally got a baseball along the railing. It was like a, a ball that was just rolling down the rail. I leaned over and just scooped it up kind of thing. And I, I turned around and it was probably – you know, 25, 30 rows back, as I said, beyond the red seats where the good seats where we couldn't afford. Uh, and, and I would just held that baseball up and he just gave me a thumbs up, just smiling. I got a, got my first baseball, but I'm right there with you, Nate. He didn't know a lot about sports, but he supported it for sure. Seven, nine, nine, 1250. We'll go to, uh, Todd, Todd, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Todd? Oh, howdy boys. Um, you know, I, I really like Lorenzo Cain, and seeing him go is a little bit sad, but uh, I think it was definitely orchestrated, like you said, the, the 10-year deal. And I think, uh, I don't know, I kind of think he's he's been checked out for, for, for quite a while. Um, I, I like him, but in, in another way, I think it's, uh, it's a good thing because it's going to give the other uh, young guys a chance to step up. You know, it's like, you know, let's think about it. It's like, you know, these guys are in their early 20s, and he's in his mid mid like you know mid 30s and it's like yeah you're kind of in the, the the dugout there with your dad and it's like yeah should i do this should i do that is he gonna be mad is he gonna that so i think i think the team is gonna flourish now um in a way of, as far as leadership and i think it's gonna come from uh different people that you would not have expected to happen you know yelich he's not a leader that's that's a definite but i think uh, i think other guys are, are gonna definitely step up yeah, yeah, no question. Was your dad involved with you, Tom? Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of a cool, weird deal. I was born in uh, in Chicago, right? So uh, my grandfather grew up uh, as kind of a sharecropper in uh, western Tennessee, so he was always a Cardinal fan. So, you know, back in the, you know, uh, 30s and 40s, whatever else, uh, the, 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 the cards were, you know, kind of quasi in their heyday, so... He would listen to them on the radio. So my very first uh, uh, pennant that I 
have is uh, I went. To, I don't remember it obviously, but it was a 1969 Cubs Cardinal game, and my dad was born in Chicago, so he is, uh, you know, not a huge baseball fan, but he was kind of a Cubs fan. So my first pennant was I've got the 1969 uh, Cubs with the uh, with the nine starters, all their pictures uh, on that. Uh, but wasn't that the year that they they blew a big lead late yeah, in the season? Yeah, I think it was Mets or whatever it was. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. they lost. You know, but yep. you know, I'm not a Cubs fan. I hate the Cubs. So, but at any rate, so we moved up here uh, in '72, um, and uh, my dad worked uh, at right by the Miller Brewery, so it was right by the old uh, County Stadium. So he would get tickets and whatever else, and I got turned on to um, the Brewers. My dad went to the 1975 All-Star game, and he brought me back a pennant for the Brewers. You know, 75, they were just a a very young team. And either it was out of just to piss off my grandpa and turn me into a a Brewers fan instead of a Cards fan. I'm not exactly sure how that went down, but um, ever since then, he he would get tickets. And there'd be obstruct, obstructive uh, view and whatever, yep, yep. you know, you know, County Stadium was, but it it didn't matter. So as a kid, I would, you know, like you, I would, you know, try to get down to those games and go to Young Milwaukee night, all that stuff back there. And uh, and when when in '82 when we lost, I remember we would go up north hunting and stuff in the postseason, and we're listening to TMJ, listening to the games all the way up there, you know, and, and the World Series and. And when they lost, my grandfather ne- never let me uh, 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 hear. Well, of course it. not. It was, no, you can take. You know what you can do with that pennant. He was probably saying, "Yeah, right, exactly." And it was so awful. I mean, he would just ah, uh, just needle me all the time about how good the cards were and the Brewers sucked. And wow, you know, and it was all in good fun. But it was, uh, but that was how I got turned on to Brewer baseball. Was really back in 1975. Cool story, cool story. All right, thanks, thanks, man. We'll we'll talk again. There's Todd. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty seventy five World uh, seventy five All Star Game. I want to say Bill Madlock was the uh, MVP of that All Star Game. Um, I had a uh, I have a uh, Groffs. I don't know if they still make Groffs soda. G R A F S. Do they? I I I don't know. But I was mini golfing and and wanted to get a soda, and it was twenty five cents. For soda out of the soda machine and and, and it had all star it was Graf's cola at an all-star can i still have that can in my basement i don't know probably what not worth much of anything um but i but i still have that all right we're going to uh take a break we will hear from craig council up next brewers uh they sealed the deal today a 6-3 victory as uh, adrian hauser just one bad inning. He goes on to pitch. Raise your hand if you thought Adrian Hauser was going to throw a quality start today. It didn't look like it early. It really didn't. Allowed the three runs in the one inning, uh, in the fourth inning. Pitch count sky high again. And I'm like, man, they're tapping the bullpen right before the Cardinal series. You got to tap early into the bullpen. They ended up doing that, but Boxberger, both Boxberger and Williams with uh, nine and ten pitches respectively and that's a good thing heading into this series brewers get the victory 6-3 today gene wagner plumbing post game show is always here on the fan it's the gene wagner plumbing baseball post game show 
Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. 6-3, the final happy Father's Day uh, to all the dads out there. And uh, the Brewers get a nice victory today to uh, just fulfill the sweep here and check that box and head back to Milwaukee and and really what has been a schedule that uh, you just don't see very often, if even at all. I've never experienced it, certainly in the uh, 17 years I've been doing this show. I don't ever recall any team, and it might have happened, I don't know. I don't remember it. And honestly, I don't really care if it's happened before, but the point would be it's rare, extremely rare. And they get done with uh, three consecutive road trips that are 10, uh, three city, three city road trips that are 10, nine or 10 games. In fact, I think one of them was 10 days and 11 games and then three in a row on that. Okay, so get done with that. Settle in here. I think you'll see the Brewers play a little bit better baseball based on their health getting a little bit better and based on the schedule calming down a little bit, uh, I would say. This game today, Hauser, a quality start, six innings, three runs. Uh, Hunter Renfro homered for the third consecutive game. The Brewers have scored 37, I'm checked that, 36 runs in their last seven games. That's Obvious math there, a little over five runs per game. They've held the opponents in those seven games to 22 runs. Council's got to be pretty pleased, not only with those numbers, with the 5-2 and two mark and getting back home. Uh, and here's Craig Council after the win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this series has been like, you know, Hunter and Willie hitting some home runs. Um, and, and those are, you know, pro- arguably two are big, they're big power threats in the lineup. And, and um you know, it's it's fast runs, it's big runs, um, and um, in the middle of the lineup, there's been there's been some guys on the ba- base with them, so it's they've done a nice job. How crucial was it to get those last two innings, those quick innings from Hauser? Um, just after kind of yeah, I mean, we look, board. we were you know he was in the fourth one hitter away, so he essentially got seven more outs um, than you know if one hit one more hitter reaches, so. I, I thought he, you know, he had a tough fourth inning, um, and uh, but he kept it, you know, he kept it there. Uh, then he had two great innings. Um, I, thought, I thought his sixth inning was excellent. Um, made some great pitches. Was aggressive. Kind of wanted wanted to finish that inning and uh, pitched like it. To go to Hobie there with the bases loaded is that just a sign of kind of how he's risen and the level of confidence that you guys have in him with how effective he can be? Well, yeah, I mean he's he's. He's pitching wonderfully. Um, I mean, our bullpen had a had a great series. Period. Uh, they were they were excellent. Um, and Hobie, it's it's a big at bat. It's a, it's a good hitter. The game's you know it's it's their spot to to you know grab grab make it a real game and make those guys make pressure pitches. And uh, he he threw a bunch of great pitches to Joey. The workload with him too. I mean, it's kind of stands yeah. out four outs yesterday, and then like you just aren't able to cope back to him today. How nice is that? Just. You know, in terms of well, yeah, it's, it's something. He 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 is a he is bouncing back great. Uh, it, it's something we always have to monitor. But um, you know, we we tried today to think about a spot where it could be small, um, and, and it, it it worked out really well there. Does his delivery help him with that? The recovery? Uh, it. I don't know. It mm-hmm. it does feel like it sometimes with the guys that throw, 
you know, underneath a little bit, recover a little better, but I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Okay, there's still a long way to go, obviously. Softball. I mean, it makes you think of softball. I mean, I hate, yeah. but I don't want to make that analogy, really. So I don't think, I don't think that's... You just did. I don't, well, I don't think it's fair. I mean, that's what, so I just, started that's, going there. That's what you think going. of, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's it. But I, I mean, I think, you know, he, it's, it's, it's pitcher to pitcher, really. You, uh, you, there's a long way to go, but but you've cleared now this three straight three city trips, which probably a lot of people circled on your schedule. Does it feel like you've, you know, cleared some some hurdle there? Um, I mean, I think look, we had a tough start to this trip and and finished it really strong. I I, I like that. Um, you know, we, we've, we're banged up still, especially on the pitching staff. Um, and, you know, we're, looks like we've got some guys coming back, so, so that's good. Um, but the schedule's the schedule, and it's always difficult. We've got a very difficult homestand with, some, with two good baseball teams, so there's no breaks in the schedule. Um, and uh, it, it always challenges you. But uh, obviously, if you go on three state, three straight, three city road trips, somewhere down the line, you're going to have a bunch of home games. And it, it, for us, it happens. I don't know. I don't even know when it happens, but it's going to happen at some point. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. Well, there you just heard from Craig Council a couple of things there. He, yeah, you will get some home games soon. And and in, in some regard, I do like when he said he doesn't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. It shows that he's just taking it one day at a time. And, you know, he's not looking down uh, the schedule too much. I, I like that a lot. He mentioned that the uh, especially on the pitching side, the the health is still, a you know, an issue here. I just got to say this. Yes, get Woody and, and Peralta back as soon as you can. Peralta is going to be you know, much further down the line. Woody's going to be a lot sooner. Uh, but Gustave and Gott, those are the two guys. They need back in that pen. They do. That, that pen could really use Gustave and, and Trevor Gott. Uh, however, Milner, as, as you just heard in, in the presser there, Milner's just been outstanding. Box has been uh, solid. That might be an understatement. And you got Williams. But um, it, it takes a little different look when, when Gott gets back in there and you have Gustave and maybe even Luis Perdomo because I'm, I'm pretty high on that dude too. Let's check out the numbers in a Brewers uh, series uh, clinching, a sweep clinching victory here, 6-3, the final. Christian Yelich today goes 0 for 4 with a walk. Willie Adamas, 1 for 5. Andrew McCutcheon, 2 for 4, a walk, two runs scored. Hunter Renfro, 1 for 4 with a walk, a couple of runs knocked in and a run scored on the homer. Luis Urias goes 1 for 5 with a run scored and an RBI. Keston Hira, 1 for 4. He drew a walk and scored a run. Victor Caratini, 2 for 2, two RBIs. He walked and scored a run, was also hit by a pitch. Tyrone Taylor goes 0 for 3 with a walk. Mark Mathias, 0 for 3 with an RBI on that sacrifice fly. Pitching lines today, Adrian Hauser. Quality start, goes six innings, allows four hits, three runs, 
They were all earned four walks, however, five strikeouts through 103 pitches. ERA stands at 4.24. Trevor Kelly, another nice uh, nice outing for Trevor Kelly, two-thirds of an inning. Uh, no hits, no runs, no walks, and no strikeouts. Uh, Hobie Milner, one-third, clean outside of one strikeout. Brad Boxberger, one inning, zeros across the board. Devin Williams, one inning with a couple of punch-outs. Box threw 10 pitches. Williams threw nine pitches. Brewers get six runs today on eight hits, no errors. The Reds, three runs on six hits, no errors. The win, it goes to Adrian Hauser, moving to four and seven. The loss goes to Mike Miner. He falls to one and three. The save to Devin Williams, save number five on the season, 38 and 30 here in the 22 championship season. We'll check tomorrow's matchup. A big, big series fires up at American Family Field. And we'll check out the uh, pitching matchups up next. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. 6 3, Brewers get the win. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. All right, just some inventory before we turn the page. Brewers get the victory 6-3 final today. They sweep the Cincinnati Reds in the three-game set. It's the first time they've won a series in their last six series. I mean, that's quite disturbing. But uh, they've won. Uh, they've won now four of their last five, five of their last seven, and on the road trip, nine games. They ended up five and four. Now let's flip the page to uh, calendar day, June twentieth, American Family Field, game one of a four-game set. St. Louis Cardinals in to take on the first-place Milwaukee Brewers. See how I worded that? That's not lying, right? You didn't say biggest game of the year. I, I didn't say tied for first. I said the St. Louis Cardinals are into American Family Field to take on the first place Brewers. It's not wrong. That's factual. <laughs> Who's on the mound for both teams, Evan? It's going to be a phenomenal game. Make sure that you're in front of the TV or at American Family Field. The Cardinals send out Miles Michaelis, 5-4 and four with a 2.62 ERA. Mm. The Brewers get the benefit of bringing out the reigning Cy Young and Corbin Burns, 4-4 four and four with a 2.52 ERA. Yeah, this is uh, going to be a fun one, that's for sure. Uh, and it starts tomorrow, first pitch 7-10. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. That's going to do it for us. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy the rest of your night. And enjoy if you have the uh, the day off tomorrow. I know that's a it's a federal holiday, so a lot of people not working tonight. Enjoy the uh, extra well, time off and the weekend uh, night. I think you get a little bit, bit of a bonus here. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. See you tomorrow night and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.